Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the morning show. Long weekend, long Memorial Day weekend. Hope it was awesome. Mine was great. I know we were supposed to have a show yesterday, but, you know, things happen. I didn't even realize yesterday was Monday until around 4 o'clock. I thought it was Sunday. So no show yesterday, but we're going to make up for it with a big one today. Today we're going over if the New York Jets are still the little brother to the New York Giants. We're going over a debate that started late last week about Kawhi Leonard and Kobe Bryant. I don't even know how this got brought up. Um, but who is better, Kawhi Leonard or Kobe Bryant? Yeah, it seems silly, but we'll dig into that a little deeper. And then we'll touch on the Yankees and Mets. We'll talk about what they did yesterday and where they currently stand. So let's start with the Jets and the Giants because this is a big one. This has been this has been forever, like a forever thing, especially for me. I've been a fan since the 90s. So... You know, the Jets have always been the little brother to the Giants. And for a couple of reasons. Mainly because the Giants would win Super Bowls. They were a winning franchise. Uh, secondly, because of how they ran their franchise. The Jets ran it, you know, like a clown show for as long as I can remember. And the Giants have been the definition of professional. And how you would want your sports team run if you were a fan. So they win and they did it in a professional way. So that's that's why we've kind of been the little brother. And the Jets have just been they haven't won and they don't do things in a professional manner probably still to this day. Uh so I mean they haven't won a Super Bowl since what 68 or 69, 68-69 season with Namath. So I would say up until around up until around they let Tom Coughlin go is when I think things started to change and also up until last year when I think the tables completely flipped. Not to say that the Jets are the big brother to the Giants because that's not true at all. But as far as the Jets being the little brother to the Giants, I don't think it I don't think it's true anymore. Here's why. Giants won the Super Bowl in 08 and 2012. Four years in between those Super Bowl runs. But ever since 2012, the Giants, they haven't won a playoff game since 2012. So that's, what, seven years of not winning a playoff game? And they've had some really bad teams. Um, And they've also made some really questionable decisions. And here's where it did it for me. Here's where I can't say that the Giants are the big brother to the Jets. Dave Gettleman takes over. Dave Gettleman is running the Giants like the Jets are normally run. He's running them into the ground. So, especially this past year. This this past year for him has been really bad. Um, He goes all in on Eli Manning last year, drafting the running back over the quarterback in Saquon Barkley over Sam Darnold. You really can't say if that was the right move or not because that's how good Barkley is. He he could, he's like one of, you know, he'll be one of the all-time greats, I think. But that's still early. It's still a year in. Darnold showed flashes of brilliance towards the end of the year. He was one of the better quarterbacks for the last quarter of the year. That's not a big body of work either. 
So, you know, determinations can't be made on that. But anytime you draft a running back over a franchise quarterback, potential franchise quarterback, you that's a, that's a question, especially when Eli's done. Eli Manning is finished. And so he doesn't address it last year. They have a horrible year. They get the sixth pick in the draft. They're terrible. That was a year they were supposed to compete for a Super Bowl. They had all the pieces. And then he blows the whole thing up. He gets rid of Odell. He gets rid of Olivier Vernon. He gets rid of Snacks. And then he gets rid of Landon Collins. Some of these guys he cut and, and got, got nothing for. He just completely let them go. Um, okay, fine. He wants, to, he wants to bring his own guys in. All right, that's fine. So bring your own guys in. Giants get the number six pick. They go ahead and draft an average quarterback out of Duke. He was so he was average. If you go look at his stats, he was average at Duke. <coughs> Not exactly a breeding ground for franchise quarterbacks. So he, a total Jetsy move. He's making total Jets moves, and then he just ices the cake with that number six pick. Passed on like four potential franchise quarterbacks. You know, never traded up to get his guy. Sits back. And reaches at six. Everyone, everyone agrees that he would have been there later in the draft. He reaches at six. And now, now it's a weird situation because you know you assume that Eli Manning's still on on the football team. You know, you assume that they're going to roll Eli out again and have a bad year again. And then it's all, and then it's Daniel Jones's team. That's that is a shady way of running your business. Uh, I think we all kind of know where this one's going. So we'll see. But because of that, because of the last seven years, they they can't be considered the older brother. What, what are they the older brother of? What, what kind of example do they set now, seven years, seven years in? Not a good one. So, you know, and the Jets haven't been good. They haven't been, they've probably been worse in the past seven years. But, you know, if Darnold's the guy, if this starts some kind of chain of winning, then it's done. Because I don't see the light of day for the Giants for a long time. At least until Dave Gettleman's out. You know, and, and that might be a little while. Because how many years do you give Daniel Jones? You know, he was your sixth overall pick. You're going to have to give him time. At least a few years just to see if he's the real deal. So you might be stuck with Gettleman for a while. <clears throat> it's all on Daniel Jones now. So big brother, little brother, I think it's done. I think it's finished. Finito. I, st- I think that's still true Yankees and Mets because it's been so long. and You know, the Yankees haven't had a losing season since like, I think it was like 94 or something like that. Or before I was born, maybe 92. They just don't, they don't have losing seasons and the Mets have losing seasons all the time. <clears throat> so that's the definition of big brother, little brother. This whole Giants Jets thing, I think it's done. We'll see what happens this year. We'll see what happens. This might be one of the those years where Eli just gets magical and they win again. Then I would say, then I would say, all right, yeah, we're still little brother. And like Darnold's terrible. That's the only way I think that this continues to be true. But I think it's done. And I think some, I think Giants, a lot of Giants fans would agree with me. That's just. You know, the state of the franchise is it's not in good shape right now with Dave Gettleman. Um, 
so yeah, let's switch let's switch gears to Kobe Bryant and Kawhi Leonard. That was a big topic. I think it was Stephen A. Smith on first take. Uh, I didn't hear his soundbite, but it it looked like he was against that take. He you know obviously he thinks Kobe and Kawhi shouldn't even be compared. It's kind of embarrassing. I think Max Kellerman was the one that thinks Kawhi is better and he's a better closer than Kobe, which I don't really get that one. If we're going to talk about closer, you got to start talking about rings. I don't like the ring talk, but when you talk about closer, you talk about rings and clutch in the playoffs and stuff like that. <clears throat> Kawhi has one ring, one finals MVP, and he hit a game-winning shot, you know, a few weeks ago to win a series. A one game-winning shot. He's averaging 19 points per game for his career in the playoffs. Kobe averaged almost 26. Kawhi shoots a little better percentage than Kobe. I think it's about like 5%. It's like 49% to 44%. But they average around the same amount of rebounds. It's 5 to 6. Kawhi's got him beat there. But then assists. It's also 5 to, to 3. Kobe beats him in assists. Um, so I'm not sure where the argument lies. And then if you want to expand that to a career, the points per game gets even more drastic of a shift. 17 points per game for Kawhi to 25 career for Kobe. 25-26. Of course, Kobe takes more shots. He took more shots, but... He's still, he's never, Kawhi would never be the scorer that Kobe was. So it's kind of silly debate. It's one of, I guess it's just one of those like slow, slow sports weekend debate kind of thing. Or just to try to pump the finals up. Can Kawhi be Kobe? Can he become Kobe Bryant? You know, watch the NBA finals to see if Kawhi can surpass Kobe Bryant as a more clutch player. To me, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ratings boost. You know, just to have some conversation on the finals. But I don't think there's any conversation to be had. So that one might have been for the like the gullible fan or the fan that isn't really paying attention. But if you are paying attention, don't pay any attention to that. Because it's not really a conversation. And I put the I put the playoff career averages up on my Twitter page, uh, at sports sports talk radio Joe. I'm sorry, Sports Radio Joe, not Sports Talk. Sports Radio Joe. Um, so you can check it out there and see all the all the stats. It, it's, it's not really a conversation. I mean, he's going to need more rings, too, to be on that level. And I'll tell you what right now. He's not getting a ring this year. You can, you can forget about that. Kevin Durant, no Kevin Durant. DeMarcus Cousins, no DeMarcus Cousins. It doesn't matter. He's not getting a ring. He's going up against three of the top ten players in the NBA without without Durant. <clears throat> he And Kawhi's a top ten player himself. But welcome to LeBron James's world the last four years. You know, it's like it was him versus everyone versus, versus the Warriors. Let's see how he handles it. I'd be shocked if they get one game. I think it's a sweep. I think it's sweep city. You know, good on Kawhi if he can get a game or two games. If he gets two games, then if I also said this, if he gets a couple games, if he wins a couple games, if they take this thing to six games or seven games, then then we might start talking. I'll I'll bring this conversation back up. I highly doubt that. And even then, it's still he's still not Kobe comparable. 
But let's see him get six games. Let's see him bring this thing to seven. Create his legend a little bit. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to who can beat the Warriors. That's where you're going to be defined. That, that'll be your definition in this era. Who, who beat the Warriors? Who gave the Warriors a fit? Same thing with the Spurs. And their dynasty. It's like, all right, who beat them? Who challenged them? LeBron did both. He beat the Spurs in the middle of their dynasty. And he beat Golden State in the middle of their dynasty. That's what he's going to be known for. That's his legacy. Not how many times he lost the finals. Did he beat them? Did he beat that? Did he take down dynasties? He did. Two of them. So that'll be another segment for another day. LeBron's legacy. Let's touch on the Mets and the Yanks. Yanks took care of business on the road trip they just had. They went 6-1, and one, and then they go ahead and beat the Padres yesterday. And they're just rolling. They continue to roll, 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 roll. Just in the nick of time, because the Red Sox finally said, all right, we'll flip the switch. But the Yankees have made so much ground, they still have like a six-and-a-half game lead over the Red Sox, almost seven-game lead over the Red Sox. They've made up so much ground. They've done exactly what they need to do. I think they got a two-game lead over the Rays. So it's not, you know, they did create a little bit of separation. But they got to keep winning. Because the Rays in Boston, they keep winning. (coughs) So they're doing their job. They should be getting Judge back soon. Not soon. But he's taking swings now. He'll be taking swings, which is a huge step. He's swinging the baseball bat, doing what he does best. Thank God. Stanton had a setback, but I think he's got three more days left on this IL stint. And then he should he should be ready to go. It was a strained calf or something like that. I don't know how serious it was, but he was hitting home runs in the minor leagues, and then the next day he's on the shelf. So I'm not expecting much longer for Stanton, but we'll see. You know, knock on wood with him, you never know. He hasn't played all year. Mets did what they needed to do. They win their series over the weekend against a terrible Tigers team, and they battled them all weekend long. They had a real tough time. They gave them a fit. But they ended up taking two out of three. And then they get... Then they run into the Dodgers. This is the road trip we talked about last week where it's going to be very telling. They got the Dodgers in L.A. and then Arizona. So this West Coast trip is going to be hard for them. DeGrom last night wasn't good. He barely gave them five innings of two earned run ball. They needed more length out of their stud pitcher, out of one of the highest pitchers, highest paid pitchers in the league. Didn't give him length. He hasn't had a good year. He's got like a 3-7-7 RA in that ball in that range. And he just didn't do what he needed to do last night. And the Mets lose 9-5. to Dodgers are one of the best baseball teams in the league. So this is a test for them. Last night they failed. We'll see what happens today. Uh, I mean, I'm not expecting any different. I mean, it's just two different ball clubs. And the Mets are a game under 500 still. They still haven't been able to hit 500, get over 500, and stay there. And let me say this. It's getting late early. If you guys don't know what that means, it's getting late early when we talk about baseball season. It's almost June. A few more days and it's June. So it's getting late early to not be over 500. 
we're, we're, we're past a quarter of the way of the season, and it's getting late early. They got to get to 500. And it's got to happen soon because it's getting late early for them. And that's not an overreaction. So if that, you know, at this time last year, I checked the standings. They were a game under 500. And we all know where last year went, right down the drain, right down the toilet. <clears throat> so they're not where they want to be. And I don't know how that's going to change. I've seen enough, the sample size is large enough. From last year to this year, they're just not very good. So we'll we'll see. Again, you never know. You can't predict anything. But if I if, if you're telling me to predict it, they're not going anywhere, and they're going to struggle to stay above 500. That's really all I wanted to touch on. You know, we had a big weekend. As far as sports go, you know, it wasn't huge, but there are a couple things I wanted to touch on there. A couple opinions I wanted to get out of the way. So I hope you guys enjoyed the first show back. We'll be back on tomorrow morning. And we'll do the same thing again. Just different topics. Alright, thanks guys.